Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Time now, though, for a little Would You Rather Wednesday with our guy, PJ Glasser. Ready or not, the choice is yours. You can oh. get with this or you can get with that. Should I stay or should I go? It's Would You Rather Wednesday. It most definitely is Would You Rather Wednesday, and we're going to start in college football. Ryan, would you rather take Iowa State plus 10 against TCU or Florida plus 9.5 against Florida State? Yeah, so I think Florida will get up for that game against Florida State, man, but I just think that's a bad matchup, and I like the direction where Florida State's headed, and I've been saying that for the last two years since the Norvell hiring, and like finally he got his guys this year, Yep, and they've been much better than expected. Travis has been great. I do not want to touch Florida right now, man. They can't push the ball down the field, and over their last four games, man, Florida State, yeah, Travis has been great, but also like they have just been kicking the crap out of teams. 173-39, to they've outscored their last four opponents. They gained at least 200-plus rushing yards in six straight games. Jordan Travis has only thrown one pick, I believe, over his last five games, man. He's taking care of the football and the Gators' defense, man. They are not going to be able to stop that rushing attack for Florida State. They're 6-12 and against the spread in their last 18 games, 2-4 and against the spread in their last six in this rivalry against Florida State. I would have to go Iowa State, man. I think Matt Campbell's going to have those guys motivated. He's going to be all fired up. Who knows? Maybe he's coaching for a new job. Maybe he goes to Nebraska. I don't Maybe. know. I mean, we've been talking about him for the last five years. Yeah, he's I know it's been a down Mullen. year, but it's been a rebuild year. I mean, they lost yeah. so much, man. Brees Hall, Brock Purdy, all those dudes. But I think they keep it close. You know how I feel about TCU already. I think they'll probably win the game, and then they'll probably get knocked off in the Big 12 championship game, hopefully, because I do not want to see them in the college football playoff, even mm-hmm. though I love Sonny Dykes and Max Duggan and think they're a great story. I think Iowa State covers the number. So I would go with the Cyclones. Completely agree with you. Iowa State's one of my favorite plays. Florida-Florida State's tough. Rivalry game. Anthony Richardson's going to be the best player on the field. He is still so uberly talented. And after that loss to uh, Vanderbilt last week, how is Florida going to respond? They've already clinched a bowl berth, so they don't have that to play for. 
But they know Florida State's been steamrolling people, and I think they kind of want to remind people who the premier program in the state of Florida still is. I like both underdogs, but I would lean more so towards Iowa State plus 10. Next game, would you rather take Northwestern plus 14.5 against Illinois or Vandy plus 14.5 against Tennessee? So I'll go back to Vandy, man, especially now like Tennessee. I mean, no Hendon Hooker, which is so damn devastating. Mm. I hate it. How quickly did Tennessee's season change? I wanted to like, and I kind of wanted to throw them on the fraud alert because they were about to get beat without Hooker before he goes down in that game. But I just feel too bad, man. Obviously, you know, they get... They they get beat by South Carolina, sixty three to thirty eight last weekend. Now they get Vandy, who made me a bunch of money. I'd have to go with Vandy. Like I'm telling you, man, I think Illinois is going to get up for this game against Northwestern. Northwestern is a dumpster fire of a football team. They haven't won since the they haven't won in the United States all season long. They haven't won since Nebraska. Right. And I love that program because I mean I love the coaching staff there. But that's a bad football team right now, man. And I think Illinois is going to get jacked up for this game. There's like a little mini rivalry there. Northwestern hangs all these billboards in the Chicagoland area. They call themselves Chicago's Big Ten team. Illinois is pissed off about those devastating losses a couple weeks ago because they had a shot actually to probably get into the Rose Bowl. I mean, they would have you know, had to show well here the rest of the season, but they were a one-loss team. Uh, I'd go with, yeah, I'll go Vandy again this week. I'm with you. I like both dogs. I know Northwestern stunk, but... Rivalry game, they're going to get up for this one. Illinois, too. You just have to wonder after last week's game, so close to upsetting Michigan. You were right there. You had the lead in the fourth quarter. Um, They actually forced a fourth down. The game was on the line. Michigan converted. So I kind of like them to keep the game close against Illinois. And in Vandy, man, I mean, we've been talking about it with Mike, like you just alluded to. Vandy's got five wins. They've won two SEC games in a row. They have Tennessee coming in without Hooker. And now that they're out of the college football playoff, I just don't know where Tennessee is at. They could absolutely win this game by 35 if they're motivated and come to play. But I like where Vandy's going right now. They're running the ball really well. They're forcing turnovers on defense. It's going to be Vandy plus 14 and a half. And I'm also going to sprinkle that plus 400 on the money line. I don't hate that at all, man. As well. Uh, Last, would you rather for college football, Ohio State minus seven and a half against Michigan or Texas minus eight and a half against Baylor? Oh, that's so tough, man. And I, I'm going to say, actually, uh, Texas over Baylor. I think Michigan's live in this game. Really? Yeah. I mean, I hate that they have to go on the road, and I want to see what Blake Corum looks like. He needs to at least be 80% in this game. But, yeah, I, 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 don't, know. I don't know what to think of Michigan. Are, are you? Well, they haven't really played anybody all year. That's the problem. Their non-conference schedule was weak as hell. At least Ohio State you got to see against a a good Notre Dame team now, but that was not a good Notre Dame Notre Dame team when they faced no. them. I mean, that's after that game, they had their losses to Stanford and to um, Baylor. I'm um, not Baylor. I'm sorry, uh, Marshall. Right? Yeah. I ah, uh, I don't know. I, I think they're going to cover. I don't know that they're going to win. My favorite bet is the first half under twenty eight and a half. I just seven and a half. I'm staying away from that one, man. I, Ohio State seems like the right side. It's at home. All they got to do is win to does. get in. But Harbaugh finally got it done last year. I think he's going to have his guys motivated. Whereas with Texas, I've been pretty high on Texas all year, and they've let me down a couple times, but they're tough defensively. I know their secondary is a little weak, and I know you never know what you're going to get from the quarterback position with Quinn Ewers. I actually think I like Hudson Card better at this point, man, but uh, I think I would go with them. All right. I uh, oof. It's tough, though. I don't really want to bet either. I love that first half under that Michigan-Ohio State game, though. I think I would rather bet Texas as well. Baylor. So close to upsetting TC. I, I mean, so close. Now you got to turn around. 
And Texas, after what they did to Kansas last week, it just seems like they're really going to finish this season strong. Whoever they play in their bowl game, I'm going to take them because I feel like Bijan's going to play. He's that kind of guy. Quinn Ewers wants some momentum going in the offseason. Maybe he can beat out Arch, keep that quarterback job. I really like Texas's trajectory trajectory right now. It's yeah. a tough word to say. Texas and trajectory. And then Ohio State, uh, it, I'm with you. It feels like the right side against Michigan right now. But, man, in a rivalry game like that, everybody telling Michigan that they just can't get it done, especially if Quorum's hurt. J.J. McCarthy, though, worries me, Ryan. Yeah, he he re- I, I, I've I agree seen with the Carver. guy play in person. I've seen him play a lot on TV. The- he's, he's, just, he's not that good. He's a great athlete, and he can run, man. But when you go into the horseshoe in a game of this magnitude, you're gonna be ha- you're gonna have to make some throws, and I just I don't know if he can do it. The I best text know. I've still ever received was, "How am I gonna spend? How am I gonna waste my money to back JJ McCarthy? The effing guy couldn't even beat Mount Carmel." And that was my uh, cousin texting me and my other cousin about why he wasn't gonna back Michigan when JJ McCarthy was announced the starting quarterback. We watched that guy in the state championship urinate down his legs and then leave. Uh, his high school. I, I'm with you though. He does make me nervous. He missed a lot of throws last oh week. I thought God. they were going to lose that he game because a lot of, of throws him. every week. And I had him over nine and a half wins, which they already had got to the ten. Right. I just figured both teams were going to be undefeated coming into this game, and we were right. I think it's going to be closer. I think it's going to be lower scoring than a lot of people think. But the wild card though is this could be a Spencer Rattler week, right? Like Rattler did absolutely nothing all season. Then against Tennessee, looked like Pat torched Mah- him. Looked like Pat. Looked like, the, looked like the guy that we thought he was That's last year. That's exactly right. So yeah. who knows? Maybe McCarthy has that in him. We'll see. NFL, Ryan. Would you rather take? Uh, here we go. Thanksgiving games. Would you rather take the Bills minus nine and a half against the Lions? Or would you rather take Dallas at nine and a half if I gave you them against the Giants? I'd rather take the Bills. Okay. You know, I I, uh, I like what I saw from Dallas. I just I, I think that the Giants, if they're able to run the ball, shorten that game, keep Dak on the sidelines so he's not torching the blitz, I think the Giants could hang within 10. Again, man, if this game's played last week at this time and there weren't two totally different results and some injuries in the Giants secondary, this is a seven-point spread. So I would have to go with Buffalo. And I know some people are like down on Buffalo because they have a couple losses after they all hyped him up. And I know that I've even ragged on him a couple times this season for their early down uh, struggles and Josh Allen having to be super here, a Superman on third down. But, dude, the Lions can't stop anybody. And I know, I know they've won three straight games, but look who they've played. I just think Josh Allen's going to run all over them. I think Devin Singletary is going to have a huge game. I bet that anytime touchdown prop when it was still plus money over at BetMGM. I think Buffalo rolls here. I think this is a good get-right spot. It has nothing, and it's not even just because they've been in Detroit waiting for this game or they just played at Ford Field. It's just, I think they're the much better team. Completely agree. I and like, the better coaching staff, obviously. Yeah, I like the Bills minus 9.5 against the Lions as well. Those road favorites in Thanksgiving games have been covering 78% of the time since 2005. I think that continues. I like the Bills quite a bit as well. This next one, the line has changed on us, so I'll give you the new line. But would you rather take the Commanders minus four and a half against the Falcons or the Chargers minus three at the Cardinals? It was minus four and a half earlier in the day, so some money coming in on Arizona. Yeah, which I don't like and I really don't understand. And I couldn't back Arizona because I don't like Cliff and because we don't know what the hell's up with with Kyler. And obviously, you know, Colt didn't look great last week and Arizona got blown out. I could see them keeping this game close, though, Arizona. Um, I still, I, I feel like I would have to go with the Chargers in this spot, and I see all this money right now. It's like I'm looking at like 66% of the bets on the Chargers, 57% of the on the Cardinals, stuff like that, uh, money-wise. John Ewing posting stuff on that game, and yeah, man, ah, 
Hmm, that's a tough one. That is tough. Which favorite would I want to go with in this one? Um, gosh, give me the Commanders. I bet them in the first half. Wow. I just don't like the four and a half. It opened at three. I know. Oh, yeah, I'll go with the Commanders, man. I think the Commanders are going to sneak into the playoffs. Oh. And, I, I mean, if Chase Young plays especially. I uh, I don't like either favorite. Yeah, I like I both mean, dogs. I like Arizona, though, quite a bit, especially at four and a half. So at three, though, I'd rather take the Chargers than the Commanders at four and a half. I think at three, that's a better bet with the Chargers. Four and a half, I, I like Arizona a lot. Um, I like Atlanta, too. It's a big game. I think they can run the ball on Washington, chew clock. And I like Atlanta's underdogs. You know, they're a team I don't like as favorites. But uh, against the spread uh, on the road, as a dog, I like Atlanta in that spot. I think they can cover. So give me the Chargers minus three. Last one. Again, more line movement. Uh, Would you rather take the Bears plus six against the Jets or the Jags plus four against the Ravens? That's a great question. I think I would go with the Jags plus four against the Ravens just because of what we've been talking about all week, man. Just Baltimore, Lamar. Like, nobody plays good in Jacksonville. Well, I, I shouldn't say nobody. There's plenty of people. There's plenty of the teams. The Titans do. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, there's plenty <laughs> of teams that play very well in Jacksonville. The Colts don't play good in Jacksonville. Aaron Rodgers doesn't play good in Jacksonville. Your squad doesn't. I could see the Jags keeping this close. I think Baltimore wins. I think this is going to be a Justin Tucker game winner. Ooh. Like, Jacksonville is going to keep it close I for like three that. quarters and then kind of fall apart. I just... Here's the thing with the Jags, man. I was really high on them to start the season. I went over six and a half wins. First four weeks of the season, they were the only team in the National Football League that was top 10 in DVOA offensively and defensively. But you just never know what you're going to get because one week, Trevor Lawrence looks like the number one overall pick. One week, I mean, Travis Etienne's been great, especially since they moved James Robinson. You know, Christian Kirk, though, is hit or miss, especially when I play his props. Um I just, I don't know, man, because like anytime I feel like I back Jacksonville, Trevor Lawrence becomes an absolute disaster in the red zone. We get those two bad picks or they turn the ball over on downs, go for it on fourth downs. And it's always a disaster, but still, I think I would have to take them in the spot plus four. Completely agree with you. I, uh, I, I like Jacksonville plus four as well. So listen to these results. The Ravens and the Jags have had since 2005, excluding last or, uh, 2020 when the Jags were just awful. Yeah. When the Ravens played Jacksonville in London, the Jags beat them 44 to 7. Baltimore traveled to Jacksonville in 2016, the Ravens won 19-17. Uh Baltimore traveled to Jacksonville in 2011, they lost 12-7. Baltimore traveled to Jacksonville in 2005 and lost 30 to 3. I'm telling you, not only do they struggle, they don't score many points either. I like the under in the game. It's going to be ugly. Jacksonville's going to hang around. I like the Tucker that might be my favorite player prop of the week is Tucker's field goals because it's probably going to be one and a half, maybe like two that. and a half, like plus money. I actually love that too. Yeah. Justin Tucker's field goal props is 100% to play because you know it's going to be nice weather yeah. and he's Justin Tucker. He's going to make his kicks and he's going to get plenty of opportunities. That's the way to attack that game, but I do like Jags plus four. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? 
Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.